What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely, wait a minute, Gold Leaf Lane in the beautiful city of Garner, North Carolina? What in the world? It is Friday, February the 17th in the year of our Lord 2023. What is this? Uh Uh-oh. It's episode 804 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-host, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But wait a minute. I've got two co-hosts up here on Gold Leaf Lane. It's Paul Whittington. Good morning. It's Scott Whittington. Hey, hey. This is crazy. Wait a minute. And, uh, what is this music I'm listening to right now? It sounds like a countdown. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it the middle countdown? No, but it can't be the beginning countdown either. Is it the next to the last countdown? Maybe. It might be. <laughs> there you go. No, it's the final countdown by Europe and... Uh, very apropos for this morning, isn't it, Paul? That's right, because, Brian, we are two days away <laughs> from the Daytona 500. I've been counting it down for several weeks on the show here with you. I think uh, we actually started at about 89 days, if I remember right. Because <laughs> I, I think we maybe even had triple digits. No, because oh, okay. we, we were still racing when we were in triple digits, uh, and we didn't start until after uh, the, the previous season had ended, but... It's pretty much over now. The countdown just about at zero. We have a full field set for the Daytona 500. We're going to be Craftsman Truck Series racing tonight, Xfinity Series racing on Saturday. And uh, just two short days from right now, after we play a little outdoor hockey, we'll be Daytona 500 racing. What a weekend. What a weekend. And honestly, if you want to consider, wait a minute, I was trying to get this on to uh, where we could, wait, 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 here, yeah. uh, 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 Scott, uh, Scott, uh, here we go. <laughs> oh my god tell him paul he's been doing that for the last 20 minutes he is and he does not have a career in acapella singing <laughs> no, he doesn't. but you gotta you gotta reward his energy and his spunk okay he's got a lot of spunk he's got a lot of <laughs> oh good god so that's what scott is going to contribute to the show all morning go ahead Woo! <laughs> good Just, lord you don't even need the soundboard and no the, sound dog, effects the dogs today. are barking again after I did that. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Well, we are live from the best man cave in all the land. I have bragged on this thing a couple of times. People who've seen mine, I've got a pretty good one. It does not compare with this. This is awesome. What did we determine when we, we had it you on Monday? Yeah, it was what, a lot. What, about 300 
right? Yeah, yeah, 300 yeah. items of memorabilia in this uh, man. Three, count them 301 now, now cuz we added uh the Cam Ward Hall of Fame banner last night. Let's count them now. One. <laughs> it does take a good lord. Well, that would make for interesting radio, wouldn't it? But uh I am Brian Hanks, he's Paul Whittington, he's Scott Whittington. They are with me for the full 2 hours of today's show. We do have a couple of guests for. You. Actually, we have three guests for you that are be go- uh that will be joining us today, beginning with Junius Smith III, who's going to be uh, joining us here uh, on our Spence Automotive guest line. In just a few moments, we're going to talk about uh, last night's big Kinston North Lenore East Central 2A championship game. Uh, you already know if you're listening to the show this morning or even on the replay this afternoon. You know that uh, the good God-fearing folks over at uh, Kinston High School uh, took out North Lenore 48 to 28. They were facing, uh, and I, as I'm sitting in here with two uh, Kinston High grads right now, uh, something that had never been done before, as far as I know. I don't think Kinston had ever lost to a team three times in one season. Not that I remember. Ever. I, I, I remember losing to North Lenore when, when I was a student there, but I don't don't remember losing, getting swept by them. But they well, they had game. never lost two in a row. Right, right. But they had never lost, as far as I know. Yep. Three games in one season. Now they had beat they beat many teams three times mm-hmm. in one season. In fact, I remember uh, Bettingfield back in the uh, 2008 championship yep. season. I believe That's that right. uh, they beat they played Bettingfield four times that year. Lost to them one time, but beat them three times, including in the conference tournament and then in the uh, uh, state tournament too. But 18. How about this? 18 consecutive conference tournament championships for Kenson High School. Yes, Farmville, we're talking to you. You are not as good as uh, Kenston High School. (laughs) I love me some Larry Williford. I'm probably going to get some blowback on that one. But I think they've won 11 or 12 in a row. But uh, Kenston, 18 consecutive. I mean, which, uh, what, that goes all the way back to 2006 was the first time. Yep. And uh, they've won now, like I said, 18 consecutive times. Would have been my sophomore year. That That was the year after Clay graduated. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Linda said we are on air. That's a good thing. Thanks, Mom. She, she does important work. <laughs> she from... does. She's the executive producer of this here show. and uh, She's got to be the only executive producer that works from the bed. Yeah. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound <laughs> right. We're going to move on. Well, we are going to move on. Moving on here. Maybe a sound effect? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, in our second hour today, we're going to be joined by uh, one of the best high school pitchers in North Carolina. He's uh, who so happens to be on one of the best 2A high school teams in North Carolina. Senior Luke Cannon of North Lenore High School. We're also going to be joined by his pops. I was doing the show back in Kinston today, and they were going to be joining me in studio, but we're going to have them on the Spence Automotive Guest Line. And speaking of the Spence Automotive Guest Line, uh, the the best prep sports reporter in all the land, Junius Smith III from ENC Moments, joining us this morning. How are you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I don't know if you can tell or not. My uh, my voice is at about about 45% right now, so I'm trying not to get too high or too low. But, uh, hey, say hello to Paul and uh, Scott, Junius. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hey, what's hey going good on? morning. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing our final countdown for us all day here, Junius, okay? I completely understand. <laughs> there you go. We're trying really hard on the show this morning. We really are, man. <laughs> I am I'm uh, riding their shoulders hard this morning. That didn't sound right either, but you guys know what I mean. Uh, Junius Smith, the third from ENC Moments. 
Man, what an atmosphere last night at uh, at Kenston High School. And even though people may see the score and go 48-28, well, that couldn't have been that close of a game. A little bit closer than the score indicated, wasn't it, Junius? It really was, especially in that first quarter when North Norwood actually had a 14-10 lead. Um, James West had, had the three-pointer as time expired in the first. And then Kinston, they went on a 15-0 one in the second quarter that really turned the game in their favor. What was the difference there? Like you said, North Norwood came out strong. And like I, you're absolutely right. James West hits a, uh, a three-pointer to give him a 14-10 lead at the end of the first quarter to give North Norwood a lead. It was a, consider this, and I know you did, Junius. Uh, North North scores fourteen points in the first quarter. Hey, that's all right. It's pretty impressive. Whatever they score fourteen points over the last three quarters of the game. What a defensive effort by Kenston last night, Junius. Without question, I mean Kenston was definitely locked in. Who specifically? I mean, and uh, here's the thing. You know, when I had you on the show on Wednesday, I. <laughs> Junius, I kind of declared that, uh, uh, oh gosh, the, uh, the Treshawn Lynch from uh, North Lenore is the best player in Lenore County. I might have to go back on that now. Now, he's had a good season, but I tell you what, you put the twins on him like they did last night. Uh, he ends up with five points in that game, I believe. And you probably have his shooting statistics. I don't have that in front of me. Uh, talk a little bit about what Treshawn did last night. Rashad really didn't do anything. Um, I believe he had four points last night, and, you know, it It was the first time that I really saw him get shut down. I mean, Trey had four points. Um, Zaire Rosper only had five points. It just completely blew my mind. Hey, I tell you what, one of the things we've been hearing all season long, yeah, you're right, Trayshawn had four last night. Goodness gracious, that's crazy. Uh, just the twins, I mean, uh, that's one of the things about uh, – just the, the situation with Kenston, I mean, they lost uh, Mir Mir Moore. They lost uh, Marquez Graham uh, for the rest of the season. And for them to step up the way they did last night, that just that speaks volumes about the uh, the quality of uh, of talent, the great coaching that Kenston had last night, didn't it? The thing about Kenston is they've always had great depth. And last night was just another example of that. So, I mean, Khalid Sanders – I think he had eight points last night, and they were they were vital. Another person that came off the bench and did a phenomenal job, you know, on Khalid doesn't come off the bench. Tyree, Tyree Copper had a great game. I think he had twelve points last night, and he had seven points in that in that fifteen nothing run. Well, uh, I'm telling you, just cannot cannot say enough about the coaching performance. Uh, about the way the guys stepped up. And that really meant something to uh, Kenson last night, didn't it, Junius? It really did. I mean, not only for it to be their 18th consecutive conference title, but the fact that they were able to beat North and North after you know that they heard all kinds of stuff from every angle over the past couple of weeks, couple of months, whatever. So, Well, they were saying it last night, even the North North fans that I talked to last night as we were leaving the uh, Viking gymnasium were like, yeah, yeah, y'all won. But we took two of three. What are What is the chance with the state playoffs going to be uh, announced tomorrow, Junius? What are the odds that we might see North North versus Kenston part four? That is a possibility, right? You know, I don't want to say anything because, you know, I'm not exactly on the NCHSA's good graces list, so I'm just going to leave the problem. 
Paul and Scott, y'all have to have some questions. Paul says no. Scott, okay. Well, very good. Hey, uh, catch us up on Parrot Academy last night, Junius. Uh, uh, I know uh, they were in the second round of the uh, girls' state tournament. Uh, catch us up with what happened on that. And I, I, I know people can go to encmoments.com and find out too, right? They can. And the thing about it is, Parrot, I, I was absolutely stunned because – Grace Christian seemed to have the number. It was 28-22 at one point late in the second quarter. And then Parrott went on a 27 to nothing run to take all control. Good Lord. Almost as impressive as that uh, run Kenston had against North and North last night for sure, too. What does this mean for uh, Parrott? Who do they play next? They play High Point Christian on the road Saturday at 1 o'clock. Very good. Is, uh, is uh, Junior Smith III going to be at that game? Maybe, maybe not. I haven't figured it out. Um, <laughs> I, I may just, I may just go back to Fayetteville and just, just re, like just Let's recover. Let's recharge, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've already written twenty stories this week, and there will be at least two more today. Dude, that is incredible. That is incredible. Well. Uh, again, you weren't scheduled to appear today. I just messaged you a few minutes before the show started, and, but I just wanted to get some more perspective from last night. Oh, you know, we should talk about Southwest Onslow girls beating uh, North North 69 to 23 last night. I got to tell you, man, uh, Armani Reed is, uh, I'm not so sure you couldn't put her on, uh, three or four boys teams and she would be, uh. Uh, a significant contributor. Here's what impressed me about them too. Their only loss this season was a forfeit loss. So technically, technically, they've not lost on the court all season, but you keep telling me that North Pitt is probably better than them. Do you still stand by that? I still stand by that wholeheartedly. And I mean, this is not a slight to Tato Sanzo, who is a very, very good team. I just feel like North Pitt has too much for them. Okay, well, very good. Well, inevitably, it looks like unless uh, something strange happens or an upset happens, we might see a Southwest Onslow versus North Pitt game down the stretch, right? And I would love to be there. Absolutely. Well, Junius Smith III, uh, just final thoughts on Kenston North and North last night. You know, it was certainly needed for Kenston. It's going to give them great momentum going into the playoffs. For North and North, they know that they've got the ability to beat anybody they just have to make sure that they that they cut down on on crazy mistakes. Absolutely. Well, listen uh, again, dude. I I appreciate you obviously every Wednesday when you join us, but uh, I really do appreciate this Friday morning you uh, taking a few minutes out of your schedule and talking to us about uh, prep sports. Go to encmoments.com and you can find out everything that's going on in our in our area. And I bet you'll even have the correct final scores too, right? That's the plan. Accuracy is very, very important to me. It really is, and it is to me, too. Listen, Junius, love you, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We will talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, dude. Sounds good. There you go. That's Junius Smith third. ENCMoments.com. Like I said, I'm sitting here with two uh, Kenston grads and Paul Whittington and Scott Whittington. <clears throat> and you particularly, Scott. I mean, Paul, you live up here in uh, Garner now. Mm-hmm. Scott. You're like me. You live down in Kinston, and you work with North and North people. You guys kind of had to have that win last night, didn't you? Yeah, we did. You know, the North and North people were chirping at work, so it was uh, it was good to have that one. Um, you know, good win. It was a great win. Uh, again, forty-eight to twenty-eight, a fifteen to nothing run in the middle of that game to uh, to give uh, the Vikings that victory. 
and this is how I knew it was important, guys, was uh, oh look, at it. okay, see, I'm I'm oh, I'm ADD, man. You can't do that. You <laughs> yeah. can't do that. To Sorry, you. yeah, I'm I'm already having enough. He, we're we're sitting in uh, Paul's man cave with all three TVs going right now, and all the memorabilia in here, and a good looking kid in Scott Weddington is just throwing me off. You know, I mean, uh, everything's throwing me off. But here's how I knew what this game meant last night to, and it was particularly. To Perry Tyndall, and uh, I told you guys both this too. Uh, we get done with the game last night, you know. Where Dontrez was there, got to throw Dontrez a shout out. And he took. I saw him take pictures with about fifty people last night. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was good to see Trez back. Nick Nick was uh, at the game too. Uh, Nick Harvey, Nick, Nick, the third Nick cubed. He's got so many nicknames. <laughs> yeah, he does. But uh, well, I got to tell you this: you're going to love this part. Well, both of y'all, I keep forgetting you both are Chevy Camaro guys. Guess what Dontrez Styles was driving last night from Chapel Hill? It's definitely not a Chevy Camaro uh, at all. It's, it it's got to be a Mustang. Nope. That's why we're talking about it. No, nope. it was a bright yellow uh, Chevy Camaro uh, last night. No, it was a Camaro. Nice. Okay. okay. <sighs> Where did I go wrong with him? I thought I had helped him raise it. No. <laughs> it's it's that NIL money uh, from the Brian Hank show <laughs> making go. the car yeah. payments on that Camaro. No, whatever, man. I tell you what, I got to give credit though. I hadn't seen a I hadn't seen a Camaro up close because usually I outrun them, you know, and I I just see the front of them in my rearview mirror. But I got to tell you, man, that was a sweet little uh, Chevy Camaro he was driving last night. Most of them are. Yeah. Uh, they're also they're also bad fast on race day. Uh, maybe not last night. Well, the front row of the uh, of the Daytona 500 is going to be dominated by Chevy Camaros. We're going to get that second. I'll tell you what. Let me put the ramp on this uh, North Nor uh, Kenston talk. And again, where what I was talking about, Perry Tindall. I so I you know I get through. I shake hands, kiss babies, talk to everybody in the gym. I go back to uh, turn the microphone in to Diesel and uh, uh, Coach Tindall's back there, Jackson Fink's back there, wearing some really short pants, by the way. I got to I gotta bring that up. I mean, about four inches above the top of his shoes. I, I don't know. Is it a new fat? Yeah, okay, I'm old, so I don't know fashion anymore, so you guys tell me. Who is wearing the pants? Jackson Fink. Perry Tindall is going to wear, you know, regular pants and look like, you know. Like yeah, a, it's not it, going those, there. Those, um. <laughs> They they called them high waters back in my day. Me too. Yeah, that's what that's what they call. It. They've they've say made, a, co- made a little day, bit like of a comeback. Years ago, uh, yeah, da, 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 don't interrupt. Kind of was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It uh, they've made a little bit of a comeback. I I don't I don't like it. I don't like but, it. But Jackson Fink being the fashionista yeah. over at Kenston High School last night and the night before too, I noticed both times. Here's how I noticed because his ankles are so white uh-huh. that you know it just it, it shone through all the way up to the crow's nest. Okay, yeah, I believe that. I, I believe that. You. I love don't you. Yeah, love I, you, I, Fink. I We're just picking on you, dude. I, I I get like a lot of things from the '80s and the '90s and all this stuff comes back, but there's some stuff. That when we left it, yeah. it just needed to stay left. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. I agree. And I, like I said, wild. I'm just picking on Fink, but but I, I promise I'm going to get to my point about uh, Coach Tindall. So I go down there, you know, I turn the mic into Diesel, and then I'm talking to uh, Coach Tindall for a little bit, and, and I'm not going to compare it to a state championship. It's yeah. not as I mean, he's won three state championships. He's won all kind of regional championships, all that. But I got to tell you something, Scott. That meant a lot, and you've been around Perry Tindall as much as anybody uh, that I know. <clears throat> and I, my voice is—you guys may be carrying the rest of the show. My voice is like on its final cracking here, uh, but it meant a lot to Perry last night to Coach Tindall, and you could tell uh, 
just in his, the way he reacted, just in the way that – it just it meant a lot to him, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, one, one, one of the good guys, and you know, it did mean a lot. You know, there was a stretch this year where Kinston really wasn't playing their best basketball. So to have this one, to make it 18 straight conference championships, you know it has to be a good feeling for him and that program right now. Well, I feel very happy for him. Uh, there's, you know, especially with the North Nora people, which, hey, they've deserved to talk. I'm not even going to denigrate them. They deserve to talk. When you beat Kinston at their home court and you beat them uh, – the way they have, that's amazing. But here's what's crazy to me, okay? Now, take out the uh, pandemic year, okay, because they only played like 15 games that year because of just uh, conference games and all that. But, uh, wow, sorry, that was a uh, little cranberry juice coming you back right? up there too. Yeah, yeah, I'm really me. not doing great here. Stay I'm, with I'm, me, stay with me. Yeah, I'm struggling <laughs> a little bit. But take out the pandemic year, which that is what it is, Kinston High School has won – last night was their 20th victory, okay? They've won at least 20 games in a season every year since uh, 2005. Since 2005. And they went 18-10 and 10 in that year. When you think about that, that was their worst year in the last 20 years for Kinston High School was an 18-10 and 10 season. And how many schools could you name right now that 18-10 and 10 would be their best season in a 20-year stretch? Yeah. Paul? Crazy. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, I know I've, you're I've you're, gotten, you're NASCAR and NHL no, centric here. I've I've gotten super distracted because I ran across this headline, uh, and it happened just up the road here on okay. Cleveland Drive. Man in custody after running over his own leg in Johnston County. He's okay. How? And I am just so it sound <laughs> it would appear. That he's in a little bit of a police chase. He's doing over 100 miles an hour right up the road, Cleveland Road and Commerce Parkway. Um, and deputies said the suspect attempted to flee on foot but was run over by his own car, injuring his leg in the process and disappeared into the woods. So he somehow got out of the car, and as he was trying to run away, the car caught back up to him and ran over his leg. You got to put it in park, dog. Yeah. <laughs> deputies, put it in park, dog. De- deputies <laughs> caught the man as he fled down... Interstate 40 and the North Carolina Highway 42 uh, and was arrested at the McDonald's right up the road. Oh, wow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> He's loving it. <laughs> wow. Hold on. Hold on. You've earned it. Let's see. Oh, wait a minute. There Thank you, you go. Thank you. There you go. Good Lord all almighty. Day. Yes, you will be. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we've got uh, – let me think a couple more sponsors here real quick before we jump into it uh, with both feet with uh, Paul Whittington and Scott Whittington. want to thank our good friends over at Lenora Community College. They are the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. For uh, almost 65 years, Lenora Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Man, my voice is deep. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And it's, it's so neat. I always love when I have you two here on the show, and especially up here at your home. I'm sitting in here with two uh, LCC uh, products. Two Kinston alum, two 
uh, LCC alum and two soon, ECU. soon to be two ECU alum. Yeah, yeah, I like that, man. That is very, very cool. Uh, but again, hey, thank you, Richie Honeycutt, to uh, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC. And uh, Catherine Pearson will be on the show uh, Monday. She's going to be our uh, big interview on Monday. We're going to have Perry Tindall on Monday's show. It's going to kick off Freedom Classic Week as my boy uh, Scott Whittington's over here. Wait a minute, wearing an Air Force Academy shirt. Wait a minute, I thought you were a Navy guy. Got right. got a lot of love and respect for uh, Coach Kaz and and uh, that program. So now now it's now that I'm uh, a free agent. Yeah, it's <laughs> are we? I'm, I'm not. I'm non-biased. Are we opening? Are we opening this can of worms? I no, want to open. We're not. <laughs> no, we're shutting it. Shut up. <laughs> I, I had a great hat story Scott's lined up, but I, I'll keep it to myself. Well, yeah, you got a chance to tell a story in a little while when we talk college baseball. Yeah, we are. We've got a lot. We're let me tell you something. Here's what I've got on our list of stuff for us to talk about uh, over the next hour and thirty six minutes with uh, Paul and Scott. Uh, we've already talked about Kansas. We're talking about NASCAR qualifying, the Stadium Series here in Raleigh. Very excited about that. We've all got our jerseys. We're all ready for that. Canes versus Capitals tomorrow night. College baseball begins tonight. Uh, next week's Freedom Classic. I want to definitely pick your brain on that a little bit, Scott. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend. We're not going to talk, but we're not going to put a, a whole lot of quarters in that machine, but I do want to talk about that a little bit. Oh, I, I know that there is a game. That's as far as it <laughs> That's goes. as far as it and goes. And I don't – all my quarters in my car. There so. you go. Hey, how about this? Uh, I'm surprised uh, Greg Clemens hasn't messaged me already because he did the other day. How about pitchers and catchers reporting? Yeah, they uh, started trickling in on Monday, uh, the pitchers and catchers that are due to play in the World Baseball Classic coming up here in a couple of weeks. And then um, everybody else reported between Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and then full squad workouts will happen. Uh, the The Cleveland Guardians actually are the last team to have pitchers and catchers report. They report the, today. The who? The Cleveland Guardians. I know, man. Uh, and then full squad workouts will begin on Monday with the rest of the teams joining uh, on Tuesday. And then this time next week, we'll have spring games underway. I want to talk a little Jeff Charles. I know yeah. you and I did uh, on Monday when I had you on, Paul, but – <clears throat> just you were there uh, you know why don't we uh, this to me supersedes everything else because i would love to put a couple minutes to uh, talking about jeff charles again you talked about what he meant to you uh growing up paul but scott also to you and then you were there at ecu wednesday night mm-hmm. uh i wasn't oh but, um you know all on campus all week there's yeah. been um, well what has it been like on campus at ecu this week um you know it's it's, it's not normal but um you know, you, you can see it in the faces of everybody in the athletic staff when you're walking around campus. Eh, everyone's hurt. Um, th- th- this one hurt big time. How amazing that victory. A uh, What was it somebody told me? And I apologize. I was at Kinston High Wednesday night, so uh, or all day Wednesday for the most part. So I didn't get to watch any of the game. But I heard they were down by 16 or so with nine mm-hmm. minutes left in the game, rallied back. Tell us a little bit about that, Scott. Well, Five players for ECU um, were in double digits the other night, and that that's that hasn't happened in a really long time for ECU. And uh, you know, I got home and watched the second half. Um, I even listened to some of the broadcasts as well. Um, Who did the broadcast? It was the guy from uh, from the Durham Bulls. Okay, um, I don't know his name. I'm, I'm gonna blank on his name. Yeah, yeah. But um, just 
I, I told someone that I, I've never been emotional <coughs> about an ECU basketball win, but that one pulled at the heartstrings the other night. Oh, it had to. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. had to. And I saw uh, – I did see some highlights on Channel 12 and Channel 7 after, and it just seemed like the crowd was really into it. And I love all the things they did for Jeff uh, with the empty seat, with uh, the rows in his spot, and uh, just – Man, they do it right at ECU, don't they? They do. Pa- and, and sorry, Patrick Kynes. Okay. Kynes. Kynes. Okay. Mm. And 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 you could tell what Jeff <coughs> what Jeff Charles meant to the players. Um, after the game the other night, Luigi Debo took off his warm up shirt that said the Jeff Charles warm up shirt, just held it up to the crowd. Um, R.J. Felton, um, very emotional after the game, a few tears yeah. about, um. You know, everybody knows what this one meant, and um, just an emotional night. Well, I know I love that picture that you had of you and Jeff. Set that up for me because I remember you telling me about it. Even when oh, you yeah. when you had it taken, it was funny. When was it? And it set, was, set up the whole thing. It was right before um, North, EC North Carolina A&T in 2018, uh, and Jeff Charles walking up to the booth, and I see him, and I was like, <laughs> asking me if I can get a picture with him. And uh, – I go up, ask. I said, "Hey, how are you doing? Good. Hope you are." I said, "Can I get a picture with you?" He just laughed and said, you "Want a picture with me?" Yeah. <laughs> okay, it ain't gonna be worth nothing. I said, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I said, "You're a legend around here," he's like, "No, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go there." Dude, that is awesome. Uh, I'll never forget. Um, I was I was a student at ECU going to basketball games when when he had, I guess it was the first bout with cancer. Yeah. And he missed a couple of games, and then he had his first game back. And there was just this line of people. As he as he went to his seat to call the game, just a line of people lined up to shake his hand, welcome him back, take pictures with him, uh, fist bump him. And that was, that was the game that kind of started um, after the, the announcer in the arena, the PA announcer, calls the players in the starting lineup, uh, and they run over and – and fist bump Jeff Charles. It was that game that kind of started that little tradition, and, wow. it's, and it's never really stopped. Every, every time a, a player's announced, they run over there and fist bump Jeff Charles. And um, just uh, the he he received a lot of I'm sure unwanted attention that night. But like I said, the whole game, just a line of people over there to shake his hand and welcome him back and um, tell him that reassure him they were in his thoughts and prayers as he was dealing with that that first bout of cancer. Well. Uh, again, <clears throat> never had that close of a relationship with him. Uh, I mean, I knew him. He knew me. Uh, and I, I said this on the show with you on Monday, Paul, that my regret is, I mean, a couple of times I've talked to him. I do some work out at uh, ECU, as you guys know. And we've, you know, we've been in passing. And, I, and you know, I would be kind of lighthearted and say, come on, when are you going to come on my show? All you got to do is ask me, Brian. And I'm just mad at myself, guys. I should have had him on and – can't believe I've done 804 shows. I never had the great Jeff Char- Jeff Charles here on the show. That's my loss. It's our listeners' loss. But uh, man, just rest in peace. Let's switch lanes a little bit now, though. Um, who's who's next? I mean, I've heard a couple of names out there that could be in that spot, and uh, it could be Patrick Johnson. I think he a Kinstonian who has done a lot of work for uh, ECU. And then a good friend of ours who's also an ECU grad, uh, Scott Whittington. I'd love to see Chris Edwards get a shot at it. Yeah, I, I would too. Um, you know, that, that, that's just going to be a hard spot to fill. Yeah. Um, I know. And, and, again, I hope I don't – I hope people aren't listening to this and going, 
wow, I can't believe you're already trying to replace Jeff. I'm not. No one's ever going to replace it. It's almost no, like no. when Woody Durham retired. Yep. Woody Durham, and nothing against Jones Angel uh, and uh, Eric Montross. And who does football with uh, Woody Durham? I don't know off the top uh, of my head. I don't know. I know. None of us really listen. I don't, li- I don't listen to Jones Angel. Nothing against him. He seems, I've heard nothing but great things about him, too. But I'm telling you, Woody Durham was, to me, the preeminent voice in the state of North Carolina. But you know what? Jeff Charles is right up there with him, too, yep. guys. Yep. So, uh We'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, go away from that. Let's uh, let me uh, throw another sponsor in. You ready to start talking some NASCAR over there? Uh, oh yeah, always ready to talk a little NASCAR. I love it. I love it. Hey, let's thank uh, Lovick's Cafe. It's the heart of downtown Kenston, located at 320 North Heritage Street. The cafe has been serving delicious breakfast and lunch to hungry folks from all over Eastern North Carolina for more than 80 years. It's the home of the world famous Dough Burger. Lovick's Cafe is owned and operated. I know you two agree with me on this. Uh, two of the nicest, two of the greatest people you'll meet, and Steve and Christina Lovick. They're the third generation of Lovicks to own it. If you haven't been there in a while, you need to get downtown and check out their new booths in the main dining area. You need to check out uh, just uh, the outside of the building. It's completely uh, changed. If you've not been to Lovicks in a minute, but you know what's the same thing over there, Paul or uh, Paul and Scott Weddington? Send it. The great food, man. I'm telling you, uh, it's awesome. Uh, listen, give Lovick's Cafe a call at 252-523-6854 so you can have your order waiting for you. Or do what I do. Visit the website at lovickscafe.com and place your order. Or better yet, go hang out with your friends at Lovick's Cafe at 320 North Heritage Street in downtown Kinston. Uh, hung out at Spence Automotive yesterday for a little bit, which, by the way, Keith, if you're listening, uh, uh, my sensors are still not working on uh, the Mustang right now. I don't even want to hear a word over there, Paul Whittington. Okay, just let it go. Okay, it's right. my fault. I ran. I, I, I ran up on a down curb. Every day. <laughs> I ran up on a curb and oh. uh, bounced something. One of my sensors uh, on the front of my car, so now I can't use my cruise control. Did so you when not I drove up here last night. Well, I did, and I was trying to get as close as possible to it. Uh-huh. It's my fault. This is hey, this is not the poor Ford's fault. This is Brian Hanks's fault. Okay, but I pulled up too close to it, and even your mom, your mom was in the car with me. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds weird to say. Your mom was in the car. Okay, anyway, what you say? <laughs> there you go. But uh, I heard something go crunch. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap! And yep. sure enough, I've I've done something to one of my sensors. But they looked at it la- uh, yesterday. I took the car to Spence Automotive yesterday, and. They looked at it. They couldn't figure it out. They thought that everything looked all right, but I've done something to one of the sensors. And there's another. When you get spoiled, and I know you guys do the same thing, mm-hmm. when you're driving along and you just put it on cruise control, especially driving up here when yep. you're on 70, yep. and you can just set it on cruise, it'll keep you from seeing. Because now what I do is, because that, that Mustang is so fast, Paul mm-hmm. Whittington, that you don't realize, you look down, and, and I was going last night a couple of times, 90, 92 miles an hour, and I'm like, man, this is My not My mother good. was in that car. <laughs> yes, she was. Can you not? But it drives so fast, you just don't even realize you're doing it. But that's what yeah. the advantage of cruise I've, control is. Yeah, you're right. I've, I've been in that situation before where yeah. you're just driving along, and all of a sudden you look down, and you're 20 mile an hour over the speed limit. you got blue lights in your rearview mirror, <laughs> and you just didn't see it coming. You, sir, are a bastard, okay? That's all I have to say. <laughs> Bring it, bringing that I, back up. I take up. it as a shot at both of us. I mean, I've oh, done it, too. Oh, that's right. You did, too. I, yeah. I've done it, too. I spent all day driving on 40 one day and uh, was, you know, 70-mile-an-hour zone, and then I get on uh, that highway that, what is it, 11 South, that goes in front of South North High School, uh-huh. and that's where I got my first speeding ticket, doing, like, uh, 15 over. Well, 
Uh, like I said, I was very blessed that mine was only 90 in a 70 because I was going faster than oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's being blessed. That's careless and reckless, but that's, <laughs> we're blessed. Blessed. <laughs> anyway, uh, Spence Automotive <laughs> is where I get my car service. Like I said, I took it there yesterday. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggling and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by my good friend and local sports riding legend Keith Spence. Is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service or when you need new tires. And tell him the Brian Hanks Show and Paul Whittington and Scott Whittington and Linda Whittington and Junius Smith III and Richard Clark and everybody I know takes their cars to Spence Automotive. That's where you should go. And that's what I just like making that point, Paul, when I talk about it with you. You live all the way up here in Garner, which is mm-hmm. where we're doing the show from uh, today. But you take your car all the way down to Spence Automotive. Well, yeah, because it's conveniently located right beside a, a DMV where I can get the tags renewed. So if I ever need an inspection, and if I need an inspection, I probably need to get the tires rotated and the oil changed. And it's a one-stop shop. And then as soon as he inspects it, I can just he can hand me the inspection sheet while he's still doing the oil change and stuff. And I can walk over there, get the tags renewed, and then come back, and the truck's ready. Dude, what a great ad. That was awesome. Yeah, you don't even need to write stuff down. You just call me anytime you want me to talk about it. There you go. Uh, Keith Spence, uh, we appreciate you, my friend. Okay, uh, NASCAR qualifying. I've got Paul Whittington. I've got Scott Scott Whittington. (laughs) My name is Scott. There you go. Uh, And uh, let's talk a little uh, NASCAR here. Uh, The qualifying races were last night. I guess that uh, Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson had already Guaranteed their front row uh, positions. Uh, Alex Bowman will start from the pole. Kyle Larson will start from the two spot. But uh, tell us a little bit about the qualifying races last night, Paul. Yeah, so we, we qualify for the Daytona 500 a little bit different than what we qualify for other races throughout the course of the season. So uh, the way that Daytona 500 qualifying works is we do single car qualifying on Wednesday. And uh, from that, we set the front row. So the two quickest times are locked in to the front row for the Daytona 500. Uh, that was Alex Bowman starting out on the pole with Kyle Larson to his outside. No surprise at all, this is Alex Bowman's fifth straight Daytona 500 pole. Uh, one, wow. Uh, Alex, uh, Mike Joy on the Fox broadcast the other night threw out a, a nickname that uh, I kind of hope it doesn't stick, but Front Row Bow. Uh, what he's being, what he's being referred to, maybe, maybe an opportunity there for Bojangles uh, to to get in with with Alex Bowman. But it's at the front row. The other thing it does is you have all the open cars, and these open cars are people that don't have charter, and they have to race their way into the Daytona 500. And so we had six open cars. Two can get in with the fastest time in qualifying. Another two can get in by way of the duels, and then we're going to send two home. Uh, so Travis Pastrana, uh, a big name in motorsports. Was Travis a, Pastrami? Yes, Pastrami. Uh, he's a, he's a big sub sandwich. Uh, Travis <laughs> Pastrana uh, was one of the quick times that was able to lock himself into the Daytona 500. And then Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Uh, who, Jimmy Jam. There was, there was a little bit of nervousness. Apparently, uh, Wednesday, shortly before qualifying, he was trying to lobby NASCAR to award a seven-time champion provisional so he wouldn't have to stress about making the field for Daytona. But stress no more. He was actually quicker than Travis Pastrana, obviously quicker than the other open cars. He locks himself into the Daytona 500. Uh, and then we ran the duels. And uh, from from duel number one, 
Uh, it was it was basically all Ford all night long, as much as I hate to say it. But Joey Logano beats out Christopher Bell coming to the coming to the checkered flag in duel number one. He will start third for Sunday's Daytona 500, and then starting on the outside of the second row in position number four will be winner of duel number two, and that was Eric Almarola out of the Stuart Haas Racing Stable. He wins duel number two, uh, a little bit more action-packed duel number two, whereas uh, they saw. Two cautions for nine laps over over the course of duel number two. Uh, there was an incident involving Kyle Busch, uh, so he's going to have to start at the back of the field on Sunday. And then there was actually somebody's uh, side window that completely flew off the race car and onto the middle of the back stretch, so we had to throw a debris caution. Didn't have any cautions uh, throughout the first race. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, it should be an exciting race. It should be exciting race. And it needs to be said, too, that what this means to you, Paul Woodington, I mean – you didn't even care that much. You had a great Super Bowl party, by the way. Yeah. But uh, you like to call uh, what the NFL, the, yeah, the Daytona is, 500, the Daytona 500 of of football. That's right. What are you anticipating Sunday? I mean, what does the weather look like? It's going to be for Daytona on Sunday. Are we are we getting the whole race in? I mean, I know we've had some uh, years where you know maybe uh, weather plays a factor. Is that going to be a factor at all? Uh, who who do you who who are your favorites? And we're going to get to your picks because we're going to be doing that all season long here. Mm-hmm. Between me, you, we're going to get Jason Bryant's picks. We're going to have uh, Mark Panicelli, which, by the way, I know folks right now. Typically on Friday, I hope he doesn't mind me putting this out there. But uh, Panicelli, a little under the weather. If you, um, and we're not going to go into any details. I'm not going to uh, break any HIPAA laws here or anything. Okay, uh, Paul. But uh, but just a, throw a prayer up for our boy Panicelli. He's uh, had a rough couple of days, and uh, hopefully we'll be back next week uh, here on the show. But he's not done his show now for several days. So if you're listening here in the 7 o'clock hour on Friday and you're like, wait a minute, that's Paul Whittington. That doesn't sound like uh, Mark Panicelli. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that Scott Whittington? No, that doesn't sound like Mark Panicelli. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, there's a reason why. Uh, Mark's under the weather, like I said, and uh, just sending our – our, uh, we're sending him hugs through the radio waves, right? I'm not a big That's thoughts right. and prayers guy. I'm yeah, just, you know, just in, send the hugs. Peace um, and love. And some love, yeah. Well, uh, going back to the Daytona 500, uh, also worth mentioning that Zane Smith was the other open car that was able to race his way in. He'll start 17th. And then Connor Daly uh, will start uh, 34th in the Daytona 500. Uh, failing to qualify for the event was Austin Hill and Chandler Smith. Uh, I'll give you the top five real quick. Alex Bowman will go from the pole. Kyle Larson second. Joe Logano third. Eric yeah. Gamarola fourth. And then Christopher Bell will start fifth. Um, my driver, Chase Elliott, will go from eighth. Bubba Wallace will start 15th. Um, and then Joe Logano is already wrecked out. I don't – Wait, what? Yeah, he's, he's already <laughs> he's already finished 40th. Wait a minute. You know, Crazy people are going to take for fact what uh, – you're not right. I mean, you're you're joking. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. But okay, uh, it, it is. <laughs> I, I think this part's really cool, um, just because of the way everything shook out last night. Uh, row twenty, which is the the last row in in the starting lineup, is full of just so much racing experience. Uh, Jimmy Johnson will start 39th. Travis Pastrana will start alongside in the 40th position. I heard that those two drivers have combined for seven championships. Is that true? Yes, but they've combined for a lot. Yeah, so they're all Jimmy Johnson's NASCAR championships, but uh, Travis Pastrana has won a, won a lot in his in his discipline of motorsports. As for the weather on Sunday, a high of uh, of about seventy five. Wow. Uh, the the AccuWeather uh, punchline here says mainly cloudy, pleasant, and warmer. 
a great afternoon for the race. I love it. I absolutely love it. We're going to be watching that from right here. In, uh... From right here, and, uh, and I can't wait. Uh, we'll have it on the big screen here, and I can't wait to hear Mike Joy tell us to crank it up because uh, we're cranking it up. It's going to be loud in here. Wait a minute now. Are we – I thought maybe we would turn Fox down and listen to Alex Hayden. Yeah, we'll try to – it gets a little funky trying to sync up the radio up here yeah. um, because I don't have an actual radio, and there's actually not a lot of places in Raleigh that carry the race. Yeah. Um, so we have to go through, like, Sirius XM and, and stream it into one of the uh, – uh, in in one of the mini speakers in here, and you know you, by the time you go from the track to the satellite, back down to the MRN trailer there at the racetrack, back to the satellite, back to Sirius XM headquarters in New York, back to the satellite, and then back to our radio here yeah. on planet Earth. Is there any more back? Um, nope. That's that's okay. the that's the process. It's actually about a lap off. Really? Yeah. So you have to you have to get really, really, really good at syncing it up. But, but yeah, we'll uh we'll dial up the the good people at the Motor Racing Network here. Alex Hayden, friend of the show, uh, call yet another Daytona Five Hundred. Absolutely. Again, uh, that voice right there, that's Paul Whittington. He is. Uh, we are live and in color from his uh, his plush, well lit studio in man cave here in uh, in Garner, North Carolina. As we're doing the show here today, and uh, we'll get back to NASCAR because I definitely want to talk some more NASCAR. But uh, I got we got to get some Stadium Series talk into here, and that's why we're up here. Uh, the Fan Fest is today in uh, downtown Raleigh. Very excited about that, and. That's dude. That is the reason why Linda and I, I left the uh, game last night or following the, uh, Kenston North and game, finished packing. And we got up here about, uh, what, what time did we walk in about 1115, 30, something like that. Just yeah. in time for the power to go out. Yeah. That, that's another, that's Tell another everybody thing about worth, that. worth yeah. calling out. I don't know what happened. We lost power last night. Uh, we, we came dangerously close <laughs> to not having a show this morning. Yep. The power did not come back on until three twenty three this morning and it was it was loud when it came back on yeah. i was it woke me up because i hear <laughs> no 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 what did it Wait, sound what like what was it <laughs> <laughs> and i mean all the lights all the lights in the house turn on and uh, the tv they, we're upstairs yeah. uh linda and i are upstairs in your guest bedroom and your tvs pop on up here <laughs> and i don't even know what i was thinking because i didn't get up until probably 5 15 5 20 or whatever but uh, the TVs are on here, and I don't know why in my uh, sleep-addled mind, Paul Whittington and Scott Whittington, I thought Scott was probably up here watching TV, but then it didn't click to me. Why would Scott be up here watching TV at 3.20 in the morning? He's done weirder things. <sighs> yeah, he has. He has. But um, it was they kept, they kept pushing back the, uh, the timeline. The initial, <clears throat> the initial estimate that we got from Duke Energy was that uh, the power would be back on at 2.45, Came back on at 323 uh, shortly before that. Actually, at 313 this morning, because I get the text messages and I can read timestamps, the estimated time for the power to come back on was 6 a.m. And this was this power outage, uh, uh, there was damage to major power lines, so probably some sort of vehicle accident. Maybe it was the guy that ran over his own leg. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But it impacted 2,292 customers. Um, and then 10 minutes after saying it'll be back on at 6, they were able to restore the power. And uh, that's when I woke up to all kinds of lights. The fan finally came <laughs> back on. I went to bed last night, and uh, the fan wasn't on. And Sam was like, why did you turn the fan off? It's hot in here. I was like, we don't have any control. The power's out. And about that time, I started getting texts from you and Mom saying, yeah, your fan won't work. 
which I advise you to clear your cookies in cash. And uh, it didn't help either, though. No, it didn't. It didn't. But that's always like the first troubleshooting step in any yeah. scenario. Just clear your cookies in cash. Well, uh, again, uh, thank you for letting us do the show from uh, up here uh, today. And, uh, man, I'm anticipating before we even get into the game, I mean, man, Raleigh and Wake County, they're really sold out on this uh, stadium series, aren't they? I mean, there's a lot of – I guess where I'm going with that and help us break it down, there's a lot of activities going on. I guess it even started last night at uh, the game that you were at. It it started last night with the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Montreal Canadiens Hall of Fame night, uh, their first actual induction ceremony for the newly formed Carolina Hurricanes Hall of Fame. Uh, Automatic inductions were anybody, any Canes player that had their number retired. So uh, Glenn Wesley, Ron Francis, and Rod Brindamore were automatic inductees. And then last night we inducted Cam Ward, uh, pregame into into the Hurricanes Hall. What was of Fame. that like? That had to have been really it, cool. It was an awesome ceremony. What what was even cooler about it? Um, and and I'm blanking on his name, Martin Saint Louis, I think it is. Uh, he is the uh, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. He himself is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And shortly before they started the ceremony, the the Canadians took the ice and uh, did their little skate around, then sat on the bench. And uh, Trip Tracy emceed the event uh, from down on the ice, and, and he turned around to Martin St. Louis, and uh, they, uh, they, I guess, they told the Canadians yesterday, "Hey, we're going to be doing this induction ceremony." And and Martin St. Louis said, "We will be on the bench to pay our respect." Uh, wow. and, that, and that was really cool. So uh, a big tip of the cap to the Montreal Canadiens organization and. Uh, to all their players for being on the ice yesterday and um, cheering on uh, one of the biggest names in Hurricanes history, and that was Cam Ward. Uh, it was really cool, really cool to see the induction ceremony. Uh, he actually got a uh, George Alves, the uh, one of the one of the uh, Canes equipment guys, actually gave him a uh, a hand painted goalie mask commemorating his induction, and then uh, he he got his own big banner, and then we un- unfurled a banner uh, from from the rafters. Uh, commemorating the four players that are now part of the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. So it was it was a great ceremony, really cool, uh, really cool to see all the former players uh, that have played with Cam Ward, Jeff Skinner, Justin Williams. Wow. Uh, um, they went around the league, Justin Falk, uh, players like that, and uh, they had things to say that they played on the video board, and, and uh, it was just a super, super cool experience. First time I've ever seen something like that at, at a hockey game. It was really cool. But uh, that kicked off a, a weekend long series of events uh we're gonna have um uh tonight or today the st- uh, the fan fest downtown uh there's hootie and the blowfish playing tonight at pnc arena uh tomorrow obviously the stadium series game uh sunday is unc nc state basketball along with the daytona 500 but not part of the weekend events um and then on sunday or check that on monday nc state and unc are actually going to play a hockey game uh, on on the ice there at Carter Finley Stadium, uh, their club hockey teams, uh, which typically play once a year inside a PNC Arena, are going to take it outside for this game. So uh, a lot of UNC NC State uh, matchups this weekend to go with all the hockey, but um, they anticipate a twelve, just over a twelve million dollar economic impact uh, to the Triangle area for for this weekend's Stadium Series. It's and a, that's it's just a, in the people that are buying gear. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy how um, how many tickets have been have been sold to Hurricanes fans, and uh, you know the the Canes got a, a an allotment of tickets, which is the tickets that we bought initially several months ago. We got that allotment of tickets, and um, it went in like. 30, 45 minutes, like something crazy like that. But you hooked us up, Paul. Yeah, that's you right. got them. That's em. right. And then, um, and then they gave another allotment of tickets, and that went out uh, 
within like an hour or two. So they went back and it was the most tickets that have ever been sold to an outdoor game to um, season ticket members. But I was reading this a little while ago. This was uh, this was really cool. The the Carolina Hurricanes have rank eighth in the NHL in attendance this season. Eighth. Yeah. You go back to the 2016-17 season when there were only 30 teams in the NHL. Take a guess at where they ranked. 30? 30th. No they were way. dead last, averaging 11,776 people per game. Right now they're averaging 18,505. That's amazing. Um, you know, I'll credit you and I for uh, turning that around when you and I went in on season tickets yeah, together. Yeah, that, and, uh, it was all us. But a ni- 99% capacity. And when when you look at the teams that that they're behind, yeah, um, four of which are original original six, six teams. Yeah. So Montreal is first, Tampa Bay second, Detroit is third. They're they're uh, original six. Toronto is fourth, original six. Boston is fifth, original six, uh, and then Vancouver and Washington, and then the Canes in eighth, uh, Dallas and Minnesota behind us, rounding out the top ten. But it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Winning makes the difference, though, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. And I, but I've it's, told not, you, it's not just the winning. Mm-hmm. It's The winning plays a part, but it's also, this is a team under Tom Dundon that spins to the cap. Prior to that, with, with Peter Carmanos, we weren't spinning to the cap. Yeah. So you weren't going to win. But. Yeah. Well, you got to spend money. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to win. And it's just amazing to me. I, I've told you guys this before here on the show, and – uh, I've said it on the show, too. There have been several times when, uh, I don't know, eight games left in the regular season. Maybe, you know, it's a next to the last or, you know, three or four games left at home that I would get on StubHub and get uh, tickets all the way down to the glass almost for yeah. $25 and $30. Oh, yeah. I, I used to do the same thing. I would um, uh, get a military rush ticket, uh, wait in line, Pay fifteen. Yeah, I love this story. Tell this. Pay fifteen dollars yeah. for an upper level military rush ticket, and then once I got the ticket, I'd go inside and upgrade it. Yeah. And, for how much? I mean, it and was the relatively... upgrade, the the upgrade was only like forty bucks, yeah. and I'd sit second row. And so here I have fifty five dollars in a second row ticket. You can't do that today. Oh, First good. of all, the the military rush fifteen dollar ticket is not a thing anymore. That's a, we don't do that. <laughs> they were but just also, doing that to get butts in the seats. Right, right. Yeah. They were, they were. But they they don't. They also don't do in game in game upgrades anymore. Unfortunately, the company that provided that software went out of business during COVID, uh, so they don't have a software that provides in game up upgrades. But even if they did. Their seats aren't available. No, the seats there's no there's no seats available. And if and if you jump on Game Time, Game Time is a, a is an app just like Ticketmaster or StubHub, but Game Time stays open longer, so you can still get tickets pretty late in the first period, whereas everybody else like shuts down right at right at Game Time or right at Puck Yeah, drop. Scott has talked about that before about doing that, getting into a game and, and halfway I, through a first quarter. And I've done first period. I've done um, game time tickets where, like, we we have our season ticket, and then there's like a a twenty dollar ticket down low, so we'll we'll snag that up. You can't do that anymore. It's the the cheapest ticket might be a hundred bucks, and it's to only go three sections over in the upper deck. It's <laughs> it's nothing significant. So uh, it's I love it. Listen, I I nights like last night. Are, are fun. I bet there was, wasn't an empty seat in the place oh, last man. night. Was it, well, it's not only that, but they did they did mystery pucks last night. And so the gates opened at 545. I got in the door at 548. 
Yeah, 548. Wow. And the line for the mystery pucks goes from the foundation table, wraps around all the way past the eye, back to where the um, the Shake Shack is. Yeah. Wow. Which is about a fifth of a mile or a tenth of a mile or whatever. Like, it was it was a long line. And I, I was like, well, I'm, I might try to get a mystery, but nope, 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 not doing that. And then, <laughs> like, there's long lines to get into the eye. And, and I'm hoping with the renovations uh, that, that are maybe getting approved, we were able to make this place a little bit wider because it was impossible to walk last night. The lines were so long. But, but it's great because I remember that 2016-17 season. That was my first year as a season ticket member. And... You didn't have to wait for nothing. Well, it's like I said. I remember specifically uh, taking my dad, believe it or not, to a game. Uh, I don't even know. It had to have been in the 13-14 window, something like that. And literally getting on StubHub and just trying to find something lower level. And, I mean, yeah. there were like $100 tickets, $95 tickets. But then like uh, almost center ice, yeah, two rows back. $25 tickets. I'm like, this has to be a mistake. So I went ahead and bought them before someone could find the mistake they made. And this is game day. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So with fees and everything, the two of us got in for about $75 and we're two rows from the ice. Is that not insane? That's Try crazy. to do that today, Paul Whittington you and can. Scott Whittington. There's no way. You're not even getting in upper level for two tickets for $75 anymore, are you? No, not unless you're, not unless you're able to jump on like the military rush or the college rush tickets. That's yeah. the only way. And and I think college rush tickets, you can get upper level seats for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I can, I, can, I can get tickets through like my season ticket member account for like 27 bucks a piece for the for the upper level um but it's it's unless you want to sit like top top tier row against the concrete of the the outside wall of, of pnc it's where you're closer to the jets that are flying over the stadium yes. than you are to the ice that's on uh, that's right you know. that's right but <laughs> going back to the stadium series we actually have some pretty awesome seats if you're familiar yeah. with carter Finley i stadium, can't wait we're gonna be on the uh on the tower side uh upper deck about six rows up we're we're row G. However many rows into the alphabet that A, is. A B C D E F. Okay, seven, seven rows, rows up. Good job. Seven <laughs> rows up, and uh, he was using his fingers there. That was great. Uh, we're seven rows up, right around the forty-five yard line. So, but the, but did you notice too that Scott was mouthing the one, was, two, yeah, three right. while I was doing it? So good job. <laughs> but great seats, great sight lines. It's going to be a lot of fun on on Saturday. I can't wait, dude. I can't either. And uh, like I said, we're up here today. Because there's some uh, great things taking place in uh, downtown Raleigh today. Yeah, they, they had the big fan fest downtown Raleigh today. Uh, all what all can we look forward to today? You and I and Scott and Sam and uh, your pretty mama. Well, all kinds of food trucks. Oh, Near yeah. about every food truck in Raleigh is going to be out there. So you you, you have <laughs> that, your... That sound, let's uh-huh. tell people what that sound was. That was Scott patting his belly. That's okay? right. <laughs> he's, he's excited. But uh, it's... um whatever kind of food you can imagine, whatever kind of food you can dream up, because they're going to have every single food truck in Raleigh out there today. Uh, Alligator gonna, legs? I'm sure of it. Uh, there's <laughs> there's going to be, um, uh, you know, the Fanatics will be out there selling game merchandise. Uh, the the folks um, from from Bally Sports, uh, before before they officially run out of money, are going to be out there handing out free posters to the event. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, 
most iconic trophy in sports will be there. Today. Yeah, the, the Stanley, the Stanley is Cup. It? Will, yeah. yeah, the Stanley oh, Cup. Oh, you will didn't be there. tell me that, so people can well, take pictures with it. I guess you then. just asked, what can we look forward to? Can I get to it? Yes, no. yes sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but the Stanley Cup will be out there for people to take pictures with. Um, and then, uh, man, just all kinds of stuff. There will be musical performances. Uh, Jake Owen, a uh, big Nashville recording artist, is going to be uh, headlining a concert in the first intermission on Saturday. But uh, okay. we have some musical performances today. There's going to be some sort of drone show later tonight uh, at 9 o'clock. If you're not at Hootie and the Blowfish and you're still downtown, you can watch I know that. Janelle's at Hootie and the Blowfish. She got oh, her yeah. tickets. Uh, nice. Janelle Bullock. Or not Janelle Bullock. Janelle she's, Fish. She's been going to a lot of games recently. Yep. Her, I, I, her I husband's see, a big hockey fan. Yeah, I, I see her yeah. post uh, about every game that, that she's in the building as well. well. And I'm sure she'll be there tomorrow too. But can you believe – thank you, Paul Whittington. You have carried this first hour. I would get up and hug you if I uh, could right now. Okay? <laughs> At a champ. But, uh, hey, that wraps up our first hour here of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Coming up in our next hour, we're going to hear from Luke Cannon and Joey Cannon uh, from North Lenore High School here on the uh, Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.